0: You're listening to Drek FM.
1: Breaker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there.
0: This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting, some, some, some kind of meeting place.
2: Could you might be I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better
1: go.
0: Maybe we better talk out here at the observation line I'm just turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear! Artu! Artu, I
1: really don't think we should rush into all this. Oh! This is the Observation Lounge for the week of January 26th, 2013. Favorite the mind tweet. I'm Greg Harbin. With me today, as always, is my not-a-co-host, Drew Lensflare-Stewart. Welcome, Drew. Hi, guys. I missed you. I missed you so. I know. <laughs> oh, I was so terrible because cause, uh, I was not here last week, and neither was my lovely uh, news editor, Catherine Bryan. Wel- welcome, Catherine.
0: Hi, Greg. How are you? And Drew. Drew, I missed you. I missed you too it
1: was a long week two weeks it was, it was a it was a long couple of weeks because uh neither of us were here last week and and drew valiantly kept up the show last week bringing on jenny zell and charlene the mistress schmidt and i thought the show went really well um i'm, I'm trying to get as drunk as you guys and it's not succeeding i've gone through a couple <laughs> bottles of chianti so far no, uh, i don't understand
2: not... drinks were just appearing in their hands
1: like i'd be like oh thank god they're done
2: <laughs> And then they'd put the drink down and then they'd pick it up and it'd be full again. Like, what?
1: That's what I, I, ah, uh, yes, I don't know. It happened to us on the Ready Room, too. I just don't know where these drinks come from. But uh, anyway, we're, we're back. We're focused. We're talking about geeky news. As always, the Observation Lounge talks about the week in geeky news, unless there's some sort of big earth shattering event that comes. Thank God there's no sort of big earth shattering geek event this week. Thank God for indeed. us to. Talk about, oh, goodness, late breaking news. Late breaking news. Sources say. No. JJ. <laughs> facts. <laughs> yes. We I'm, glad that we, facts. I'm glad
2: that we delayed so that this would no longer be the, why is everybody, what, so we're not arguing about rumors. We're going to, look, you were right <laughs> and I was wrong.
1: Well, what I said on Twitter, or and I am, I don't remember really, but I, I, I said that, that there was a scent to this it Mm -hmm. smelled it smelled of truth i should say real quick jj abrams noted director of super eight is directing the new star wars film so we can expect lots of little kids lots of train wrecks (laughs) i'm expecting that guy from what's the movie what's what what, friday night lights to be to be in it
0: (laughs) the guy with the face i'm expecting
1: i'm
2: expecting monsters you don't see Clearly, until the last ten <laughs> seconds of the movie,
1: <laughs> Cloverfield is a good, a good it film. It is, it I really is. I love that film so much. <laughs> so he is, in fact. We we got sources say when was it Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon or Friday morning? It even? was Thursday afternoon,
2: I think. Yeah, yeah. I because
1: because I was talking about, about it Thursday night. First. Oh, you saw him first. I did see them first. Wow. I know. What you were just happened to be on the rap.com
0: I just happen to be on the internet where I live. <laughs> you happen to be on that, that website
2: like, hey. that no one had ever heard of before. <laughs> and maybe that's why nobody should have trusted
1: it. But it immediately get, got picked up. Yeah. And Simon Pegg's like, good work. And everybody's like, whoa. People got on it quick. And there it was weird. Because, yes, as you say, sources say is always um, hard. But this was a case of people really started taking it seriously very quickly. And it it felt a little bit different from your typical... We wish this was true. Like, you know, I'm sure tomorrow there'll be rumors about Joseph Gordon-Levitt starring as Jason Solo <laughs> any any moment now.
2: That's but a really this... good idea. <laughs> I'm going to start Send that rumor.
1: Now. Send an email to the I'm rap. sending com. an email no to no the, the rap. Com right now. <laughs> but I don't know where where did they get where did they get this? Because apparently they have
2: in... awesome sources
1: apparently. I I'm impressed by them now and I I may Make them be my only source of news from now on.
2: Maybe maybe it was like maybe the secretary at at Disney or something. Like Disney doesn't have as tight a rap on things as Lucas and Bad Robot. So maybe they saw JJ go in and out of, you know, Ike or, or whatever his name's office, the president of Disney, right. over and over mm. again. Maybe maybe something like that. And it's just like JJ's here an awful lot. I listened in on their phone conversations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the weird thing is, he he had JJ had done an interview, where he said basically that he turned it down. That they offered it to him, he turned it down because he's too loyal to Star Trek, and he just didn't. He'd rather be a movie goer than a movie maker. Imagine the yeah. Go ahead, Kath.
0: I was just gonna say that's why I was so irritated to see this news at first because I am so I'm already sort of sick of the Star Wars news. Until things start actually happening and there's something tangible for me to see with the Star Trek 8. But I don't, I wasn't really buying it because I don't know why JJ would say he turned it down or actually turn it down and then be like, surprise.
1: Yeah, like, was it a bargaining position? Like, he was holding out for more money? What was going on here? I think,
2: honestly, he didn't want to. Can you imagine the pressure that he's already under? I mean, being the Star Trek guy. And then yeah. and then they're just like, you should do Star Wars. And he's like, like, if it'd be like if somebody asked me, like, do you want to do Star Wars? I would love to do Star Wars. I'd love to do it. I have an idea. I can, but the pressure and it would just, it would blow your mind. And now we've got the same guy running Star Trek and at least yeah. episode seven, which yeah. is where well,
1: it... a lot of my problem comes in. So far they they're not saying it's a bad robot production which No, they did. which is different. It's did in they? the press release. It's a Bad Robot Disney Lucasfilm co-production. Huh. I've not I've not seen that much of it yet. I I just saw I saw that that Lucas said that he's impressed with the with with JJ and that he's the ideal choice. Uh you are right that Brian Burke and Bad Robot are on board to produce along with Kathleen Kennedy. So you're going to that's it's weird. It it's it really, really is weird. I mean, it's honestly, I'm fine with it. I mean, Ronald D. Moore did Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, and it was fine. Did he do it um, at he, the, the same complaint? time though? Uh, well, right, right after another. Well, the thing is, I I think this signals that JJ won't be making Star Trek three. Right. What he is still producing it, though. They he, said. I, yes, but I I think he's moving on as as director. Um, I mean, Bad Robot made. Mission Impossible 4, Ghost mm-hmm. Protocol, and, and uh, J.J. himself didn't direct, but it still kept that same feeling of three. It still was a very good film, uh, and J.J. coming on board probably means he'll make one of them, maybe two. I don't know. In general, you guys, are, are you excited or unhappy with the news, as, aside from the fact that he's making Star Trek as well?
0: I'm about as impartial as it's possible to be <laughs> just because there's nothing for me to see. There's yeah. nothing for me to talk about. I've, right. I've seen JJ's work. I love some of it. I hate some of it. Right. And that's fine. I just... I am still finding it really hard to be excited about something that's years away from anything tangible for me to enjoy.
1: Yeah, I understand that point of view. Sure.
2: Um, Well, I, I agree with, with Catherine, especially in the fact that, well, it's going to be like... It's going to be like 3 months before it comes out before we find out who the villain's going to be. Like <laughs> oh god. Like imagine the veil of secrecy that Lucas tried to keep. JJ can keep that veil of secrecy.
1: But I but, really uh, hope. Man, I really hope yeah. they don't do that. I loved I loved the preview stuff that Lucas was doing at the prequels where they did the behind the scenes videos mm-hmm. like it was it was letting out a little bit of information without being super spoilery. But if you really wanted to piece it together, you could because they were giving you stuff. I I don't want to see the veil of because part of the fun with these big projects, Lord of the Rings, um, The Hobbit, now, is seeing those production diaries, and mm-hmm. I, I want that to continue even though it's JJ.
2: No, we're gonna get we're gonna get alternate reality games. We're gonna get you know, are you a Jedi, dot <laughs> com. Oh. Well, my my thing is, so they've hired him on for Episode 7. is all they're saying so far. Mm-hmm. And what I'm worried about is, okay, we've got J.J. for Episode 7, and that's great. And then they're going to do this same thing for Episode 8. Are they going to give it to, is aren't writing all three movies, or is aren't just writing Episode 7? I'm afraid that each movie is going to have a different team attached to it, and everybody's going to want to put their own spin on it. What I want from a new Star Wars trilogy is I want a trilogy. I want a story so big that it has to be split into three movies. I don't want, I wrote this movie. It's kind of related to Return of the Jedi, but man, maybe not. And then somebody makes episode eight and it's kind of related to episode seven, but it's not really, I'm, I'm afraid of j- just being three more movies. And if we're going to do that, let's do side projects. Let's make colon movies, right? Yeah. Colon bounty hunter, and, you know, <laughs> colon yeah, let- seven samurai.
1: I totally see. And that, and that's, I, did you guys talk about the Zack Snyder rumors? Yeah, last week. Yeah, so that that interests me to some extent, and I, I don't know. Here they have not. They've only said that Arnt is make is writing the first one. JJ is directing the first one. They are still finally officially saying that Casden and Simon Kinberg are on for consultancy, which I think signals that they're going to be involved also in eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want what is a showrunner. Yeah. I want yeah. a,
2: I want a like Ronald D. Moore character, like and like Joss Whedon's supposedly doing with Avengers. I want somebody who's who's got a solid story, cause Lucas is good with the stories, and and maybe we'll miss that. Maybe we'll miss Lucas being the showrunner. I doubt it, but maybe it's possible. It is maybe that's what we're missing.
0: Was his strength the stories?
2: Well, Are we sure? If well, it's not dial.
1: You look at the original trilogy. <laughs> You look at the original trilogy, and the first three films were made by different people, different Mm -hmm. directors. And it was Lucas taking a step back and letting other people make Empire and Jedi, but it was his story. And I really think that should have happened with the prequels. Maybe Lucas make episode one, but let other people take over for two and three, although his best one was three. Um, So maybe he should have let other people make one and two and build into him making three, which is clearly the one he wanted to make all along or he should have just made three and called it one through three well <laughs> that's that's all other that case well I, I don't know obviously as, as captain says we need to get so much more information before we can even know if we care or not let's let's get those casting rumors past those let's get some casting oh i forgot about Nailed casting. down oh, oh. yeah oh. that's the next thing i was I like no more star wars rumors oh <laughs>
0: dang. i know
1: I, but uh, everybody i saw that that When this first came out, they said, I don't want to hear anything else. No more tweets. No more nothing until the film comes out. They're still tweeting every single time the the rumor comes out. They're they're wanting to say their own thing. I mean, everyone says they're sick of it, but they also at least have something to say. Mm -hmm. It's it's what people are talking about this week. And we would have been uh, not good if we completely left it off the rundown. But no, there's not much to say past haha ha, lens flares
0: <laughs> I feel like poor J.J. J. Abrams every time he sneezes uh, or like looks at someone the wrong way he'll be in the news for the rest of his life now yes life's over
1: this is true because Well, he's living it is our childhood yeah. dream he's he really is
0: <laughs> oh that's not fair
2: well yeah. and, and it's like it's like they're, they're treating it like fan films but mm-hmm. ascended fan films like hey you want to make a Star Wars movie you know come on over let's do a Star Wars movie <laughs>
1: Well, be interesting. I mean, this this you know says Joss Whedon could easily make one, since mm-hmm. I mean, even more easily than JJ. They're they're not ruling out people who are deeply involved in other franchises. So, we'll we'll just have to see from here. I'm excited about Star Wars Episode Seven, but it is still two and a half years away. We have Into Darkness. <laughs> JJ might even have another tiny film he's going to make before Episode Seven.
0: He probably has a new TV show.
1: Oh, he has like, like he always three. has like four or five pilots every year. Oh man! So we have we do have other things on the rundown. Uh, first of all, uh, Drew, do you want to talk about Netflix? I love Netflix, <laughs> and
2: uh, I, I really like that they're doing well. And that's what the article's about: how they're how they're mm-hmm. they're they were afraid that that people were going to punish them for the price hike when they split the DVD and yeah. and streaming apart, and when they tried to name DVD Quickster. that was a mistake i I actually i don't think it's a terrible idea it's really easy because i could say you can get that on netflix and everybody's like the dvd or the streaming and yeah no one really knows but uh... and
1: that's that's one thing so we have this article from the verge that's going to be in the in the show notes um and it's basically the earnings call from from netflix and he, he talked about the ceo hastings talked about 2011 you're saying, Quickster, the whole they announced they were going to split it into two companies, Quickster's going to offer the disc, Netflix is going to be streaming and yeah, I thought at the time this is not a terrible idea. You know, because when you say is it on Netflix? Yes, maybe you can get the DVDs, but what people mean now is is it streamable?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Netflix
2: streaming instant streaming. And and I'm <laughs> I'm also very excited about all the original content that they they've got a hold of. Um mm-hmm goodness and but when they announced that they got uh arrested development i was like this is great they can they can split it up into the eight parts or whatever split it over eight weeks and then ah. nobody can get a free trial and see all the episodes they have to they have to wait but then they said they were going to release it all at once and i was like got that's it. a stupid idea but what i really like is the way that hastings described it is that he compared it to releasing them at like one chapter of a book at a time you know you read it at sure, your own sure. pace and so he's looking at tv i think the way that more people need to look at a tv season cuz i feel like the csi's and the and the things like that are looking at it as okay we've got 24 episodes what are we going to do this week when we're really wanting things more like walking dead and mad men where we've got a story let's split it into 24 parts and I think that more people should look at it like this that it's a story that happens to be a television show not the old days what are we going to do on cheers this week what's going to be funny yeah. maybe we'll throw cheers some sam diane in there
0: well,
2: eventually
1: <laughs> I, I i'm really excited to see house of cards if house of cards mm-hmm. is like a novel that's split into however many 13 episodes i'm really excited for that i I don't know what to think about Arrested Development. You guys can talk more being what? fans of the original show. You, what do you mean you I'm don't excited. know what to think about it? I, it's just, if I weren't already a fan of Arrested Development, it wouldn't make me jump in and want to watch it. it it's it's more episodes of a show that's already out there, right. which is fine. But I'm really excited about House of Cards because it's a brand new show. It's them bringing in creators and saying, let's make this thing not on HBO, not on NBC. Let's make it on Netflix. I feel like Arrested Development could have been on a network, mm-hmm. could have been straight to DVD, um, but it probably wouldn't have been, is, is what I'm getting to. Arrested Development is only going to happen because it's this web-only thing, like, like Blood and Chrome, like Battlestar. Mm-hmm. They were really only going to make it happen on the internet. House of Cards could have been an HBO show that Netflix, Netflix snatched, which I, yeah. I, I think is really cool. Well, I
2: think that maybe why they have both of them and why they're flaunting both of them. Look, we've got brand new original content, but we can also maybe provide you things that you've missed, like, you know, Firefly or something.
1: Right.
0: Well, I feel like releasing them all at once might not work too much to their uh, disadvantage because what do most nerds use Netflix for? Marathoning television yeah. shows mm-hmm. as quickly as possible because a lot of the shows that are the big shows that you want to watch all together on D V D are the ones with the big stories
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you want to see. So T V with a big story isn't anything new. I just don't think it suffers from being released separately.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I, I the main thing I just I'm worried about spoilers. I don't want all of Rest of Development mm. to be on Tumblr immediately. In GIF form. I, I don't want the last shot of game of cards. What is it called? House, House of, of Cards? <laughs> Game game change of card house, I don't. I I don't want that to be all over Tumblr and Twitter immediately because there are gonna be people. Election day is coming. <laughs> there are people who just who just marathon it, mm-hmm. and I. I'm, I feel
0: like too. When it, something comes out, you know, there's a new episode every week. It's sort of a community thing to be. Yeah. Like. yeah. Did you every see week. this
2: week's Arrested Development? Did you see the entire season of Arrested Development yet? <laughs> <laughs> I can't yes. remember if it was in this episode or
1: last week's episode right. or the last did episode. Did you sit
0: there for four hours straight? I did. Can't feel my legs. I will. <laughs> I, absolutely.
1: I, I mean, this is part of why you don't see too much book discussion on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, A, yes, people aren't reading books as much as they're watching TV. But B, there's so much to it. And people are going to be at different parts in the book because it's all released at once. Wasn't that great one, when Dumbledore TV. died? I mean, oh, you're not there yet. <sighs> exactly. Um,
0: excuse me. Who? You, the goal was to read the book after you got it at midnight and be done by six a.m. Oh well, yeah.
1: Right, but but then when you get on Twitter, what's the discussion that you then have? You can really only talk about the book as a whole, mm-hmm. or you can talk about the ending, or like you pick out like one thing. I love picking it apart bit by bit. Like, how do you do a podcast? About mm-hmm. House of Cards. Do you record eight episodes at the same time? <laughs> you could. And release it them all exhausting. together?
2: Yeah. Ah. I, I miss I miss the weekly debates that we had as my friends and I we would have online lost debates. Just oh yeah. What oh, okay. does this episode mean? What what how does this add to the mythos? And it's really cool to go back and look through my old notes on my blog and you can see like the discussion notes that I brought up and some of the topics we discussed. We can't have that anymore. I mean, yeah. one, there's not a show like that, and then two, there's just you know if they're gonna release everything all at once we're gonna we're gonna know what happened. yeah oh, the smoke monster was this.
1: <laughs> yeah so, so we'll have to see what they do i i'm I will be surprised if they do this again, um not have an original show, but release it all at once. I keep waiting for them to. To change their mind. To realize (laughs) their error. So maybe it'll happen after this. If they keep doing it, I I just can't imagine.
2: a lot of free subscriptions being activated the week the rest development comes out and then immediately canceled. And sure, their subscriber numbers will go up. But then, you know, if they go back down to the normal numbers,
1: they'll learn. Yeah. They'll learn. And, And sure, people could have tuned in or they could have done their free thing at the end and done the same thing. But then, you know, they would have been missing out. This way, the freeloaders can basically have the same experience we have. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm going to watch both of these shows. I'm mm-hmm. very excited about the future of TV, and I'm glad that Netflix is doing so well. They turned a profit this quarter, which they were expecting to lose money. So that's really, really quite impressive. I think Netflix is the future. Definitely. You know, A friend of mine was is thinking of canceling his cable. And now he's got DirecTV hounding him on Twitter (laughs) saying, surely you want to have TV delivered to your house in a way you can't control. And he's saying, well, no, there's all these other ways between YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and DVDs and Blu-rays. I just don't need TV the way it is. But unless Netflix is proactively making new shows and good stuff, not like Hulu's original content, but actual like good original shows, if that dies, we'll, we'll be losing something. So I'm glad to see that Netflix seems to understand TV and understand what we want from it. Agreed. Okay, so next on the rundown, we do have something that was interesting to me this week. And that was Twitter's new service, which is called Vine? Vine? Fine? Vine. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> fancy. This is a fancy podcast. Oh, I, forgot. I didn't know
1: that. <laughs> I've been mispronouncing yes. no, it. No, you, you thought it was pronounced Vine, but it's actually not. It's actually Italian. No, I'm sure it's called Vine. Why does it why is it called Vine? Anybody I, does anybody know? I lead? think it's
2: I think it's is the name fits? I mean it's the name of the company that they bought out.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: That too.
2: So it's, it's like not it's Siri not like Twitter Siri. came up with it. Not, yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Like Siri. Alright. Well so so Catherine, what what does Vine allow you to do?
0: Vine allows you to take a video and Posted on Twitter. You are limited to six seconds or less, which fits a lot with Twitter's um, micro-blogging, I yeah. think, as the hipsters and the cool people call it. Um, idea? Hold on.
2: Micro- micro-vlogging. 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 You heard wow. it here my- first.
0: My apologies, Drew Stewart. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I've seen a few of them. Um, a lot of people on my timeline have been posting cute little videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much... You can achieve in six seconds, but uh, I'd also, if I didn't have Twitter, I don't know how much you could achieve in 140 characters, and the answer is a
1: lot. Right, so. right. I mean, I've, I've seen some cool stuff. Like, I'm we're looking at right now on the Twitter blog, someone's actually made an animation. Because one of the great things about Vine is that you tap the screen to do a little segment of video. So you can, you know, shoot you, shoot your friends, shoot what you're looking at. Uh, but you can do animation by drawing something tapping, drawing something else, tapping. I've seen a few of these and it's actually really cool. So there's that sort of thing, you know, maybe there's a cute bird and it's doing something really adorable and you'd rather shoot a video of it than a picture. And what Vine allows you to do is get it onto Twitter really fast, not upload it to YouTube and maybe people click a YouTube link and, uh, ah. Even
0: worse, Tumblr.
2: Oh, Tumblr. I really like that it's it's built into the, the Twitterer app using yes. api so that you can just click on it and it opens up and loops which is also neat it gives it kind of a moving gif kind of uh action <clears throat> having the 6 second limit i think is really cool too yes like like katherine said about the 140 characters i i always feel like uh facebook posts you can because you could just put whatever you want it it yeah. encourages a lot of ranting and a oh, lot yes. of uh, <laughs> verbosity that you don't need I think that the half the challenge of Twitter is finding something entertaining or worthwhile to say and fitting it within 140 characters. And I don't like yeah. using like you and stuff. So if yeah. you know if I can't fit it in, spelling it out with proper grammar,
1: I don't say it. I mean, I delete more tweets than I tweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You should see my draft folder.
1: I mentally I mentally delete them. They don't even make it into my draft folder. My head is can just Can you count running.
2: can you count the characters in your mind and be like no that'd be too long?
1: Oh, I definitely do. I do that all the time. Um and you you can tell when I'm I'm a little bit tipsy because I start trying to tweet something. It's way too long. I, that was not possible. But typically I I have I I start having thoughts that are about 140 characters long and that's that's helpful for Twitter, it's easy for your I, brain to process.
0: it's good to favorite the mind tweet you know, <laughs> first before sending it out there the The only thing about uh Vine that confuses <laughs> me is that um Cinegram's already a thing that's, yeah that's way cooler
2: I've never um, heard of it until until today when it got updated
0: yeah, it got updated to be better than 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 um than than vine, but it also has the uh the six second limit. And you just take a whole video and animate from it what you want to be a little video. Well, that's the cool part. You, like,
1: draw on the screen what part of it you want to loop. And then the rest of it stays still. So it's like those those images you see of classic movies where, like, somebody's hair is blowing in the wind or someone's blinking. And it looks like a still, but there's a little bit of it moving. You sort of make that and then post it. it. It's an interesting effect. I've seen a lot of them done really well.
0: There are a lot of really people that take it really seriously and can do some really beautiful things with it. Or hmm. if you want, you can, like like this, just do a full video.
1: Right. So, have you been using it, Drew? I, I used it, uh, I've u- tried to
2: use it a couple times, the issue being that I don't go many places, hmm, and yeah. the only things that move around my house are my dogs. So I've been trying like... to limit it. I took one video of my two dogs. <laughs> I was going to do a video of my cat. I figured the cat because he's so fat, deserved a whole video, but it looked like a still photo because he's a cat. He doesn't move. So I deleted that one and didn't, and didn't vine it. But, uh, I I am looking around trying to think of things because your timeline may be full of it, but except for Greg's one or two, I, I don't, I've not seen any.
1: Well, I I haven't done too many yet. And I think it's the same situation where I just don't have that much to videotape. Maybe next time I'm out and about, I'm, I'm, I wish I could import videos. I mean, I took some cool mm-hmm. videos while I was in New York, but I can't put them into Vine. It has to be taken with the camera in the moment. Mm. And that, that lack of being able to edit, yes, it makes it more immediate and people have done some amazing stuff, but it also really limits what you're able to do with it and what sort of quality mm-hmm. you're able to put up with it. If um, nothing interesting aside...
2: happens in that six yeah. seconds. <laughs> right.
1: Right and it become like a reality tv producer where you're like well wait 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 could you could you stand over there and walk towards <laughs> me again could you say that again maybe a little bit more clever It'll and of be like
0: being a nature photographer you know just like sneaking around and <laughs> people be like did you can you do that thing where you cross the street again but
1: like, <laughs> exactly can you do it so moonwalking Vin- <laughs> right <laughs> so Vina, it's worth checking out um it is a standalone app purchase i think it's out on android now as well or will be soon so you can download it, you can play with it, link it to your Twitter or your Facebook. So that that is cool. Um, so far, I think, Drew, you're my only friend that I can find. Oh, we're our so only far friends. On Hine, so I'll have to do another search and see if I can find more people. It's a cool service. I do love that it shows up in the timeline. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see where it goes from there. So the next thing on our rundown is something that was rumored to be Star Wars. And now it appears... With J.J. and Michael Arndt making Star Wars, this is definitely not. This is 1952. Now, Drew, what is 1952? 1950- and, and, oh. and what did we learn about it this week? We learned
2: less than nothing. <laughs> which is more than we knew, which was a lot less than nothing. Um, which is why we thought it was Star Wars, because nobody knows anything about it. Uh, apparently, um, was it Lindelof who found... The box.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly found this box labeled 1952,
2: which is weird after we've known about it for so long for him to have just found this
1: box. Mm. Yes.
0: (laughs) I think they might be playing with us a little bit. Oh, yeah.
1: Build up the illusion. They're having a little bit of fun. So basically what we have is Brad Bird has leaked this box to Twitter that, that apparently Lindelof found. And it's... It's a box of stuff. I assume you're looking at the picture. If you have the enhanced version, you can look at the box. Uh, Drew, w- what's in the box? What's, what's in the, the
2: box? box? What's in the box? Uh, it looks <laughs> like we've got some, some film and, yeah. and, a, and some books and old pictures and 45s and a bunch of really cool stuff that looks like it's from 1952. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that the pictures are of Walt Disney. Which is indeed very interesting, and so now the rumor is that it it may be about dis uh about Walt Disney building Disneyland, like some kind
1: of biopic, which and yeah. would be super cool. I I I'm yeah, really interested. Disney Disney World opened in what 1955. Disneyland
0: opened in 1952.
1: Oh okay, well there you go. You're more more of a Disney Disney file than I am, Catherine. Would you be excited? About a film about the creation of Disneyland?
0: It depends. If it's an honest film about who Walt Disney was as a person when he opened Disney, I might be a little terrified. Oh, dear. <laughs> like most people um, in history, they might not have been as kind and wonderful as we would like to believe. Right. Uh, but I feel like no matter what this project is, the sort of mystery, vintage nerd in me just gets all excited looking at this picture. It's just so there's so much in it. And I just want to it's a cool box. I want to I want (laughs) to see what's under that folder there. I Mm want
2: to know. I want to know how Ain't It Cool News figured out what issue of what comic book that is in there, even though there's only like, you know, a (gasps) centimeter visible.
1: (laughs) It's impressive. I mean, you can probably go back to 1952 and look at comic books. But, yeah, that's an impressive bit of
0: if you have a time machine, that's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, clearly this picture was not taken in 1952 Because not only is there a modern-looking telephone There's also an iPhone charging port <laughs> Not well, in they've been the really box kind
0: to do, They've been really kind and labeled the box 1952 <laughs> well, In case you didn't know what year you were looking at in well, this box
1: That's how Damon Lindelof knew that it was related to the movie that he's making
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he did, he did write said movie for Brad Bird to direct He did So hopefully he knows what's going on, I really hope so
2: I'm really interested in if it is a biopic what Lindelof would do with facts and how <laughs> and how he could put his spin on the truth or it's historic hard to build facts. Out of facts right you can't you can't make disney represent you know man's hubris what? if
1: uh, yeah I, I don't know they can do all sorts of things there will be
0: a giant mickey mouse obscured by lens flares <laughs> I'm taking a quick peek at this article now, and um, whoever wrote it, they wrote, their guess is that 1952 is some kind of Walt Disney biopic, and that Clooney will play Disney. Yep. I just want to state right now that I hope that's a lie. Just <laughs> Clooney <laughs> is
1: not terribly disney, Disney-ish. disney
0: He's too handsome. No offense to Walt Disney, I'm just saying.
2: He's rolling over in his grave. Look what you've done. <laughs> his gold-lined gra- Well, no, wait. He's got his head preserved, right? He's one of those- No, that's a one... myth. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> well, this, it, it would be weird. There's, there's, as Annie Cole points out, there is the film Saving Mr. Banks, that John Lee Hancock is making, which is about P.L. Travers selling Disney the rights to Mary Poppins. It seems like a very specific thing, but this is Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney. I really doubt we're going to see a George Clooney Disney film and a Tom Hanks Disney film.
0: That'd the same, yeah. So Why not? this
1: might be something different i feel like this is something different more related to this comic book than than disneyland hmm. i don't know i mean we've got and as i as i look through the any article they say the same thing as well <laughs> that amazing stories may, may be something more important to this it is hidden in a way that makes you think hmm yeah
0: well they want you to to play along with them they want you to look at this box and <laughs> mm-hmm. google about it and search about it and that's they're not setting it up to be mysterious and be shielding you from rumors. They want you to, to play along and sort of have fun with it.
1: Right. Yeah. What, what really disappointed me is when Dunlop t- started talking about how George Clooney is going to be playing a canon character. <laughs> and that just, <laughs> that could mean so many things. Really frustrating. It's really so cool. he's it's... playing Carol Marcus. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> he could. T- he's very versatile, Drew. Don't okay. doubt the Clooney. I believe it. All right, so so next on the rundown is something that we talk about quite a bit on the Observation Lounge, which is X-Men First Class 2, Days of Future Past.
2: The Secret of the Ooze.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the, the fifth or sixth or seventh X-Men. I have literally lost count at this point, but it, it is coming out, what, next year? So it's, it's good that, that we don't know that much about it. And apparently January Jones has actually does not know if she's going to be in this film or not. Well, knowing, They asked her at Sundance.
2: Knowing, knowing January Jones, she may not know. I mean, like they may have talked to her and she just went, ah,
1: ah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Jan, Jan, as I call her, she, I mean, <laughs> she had a, a pretty big role in the first one, but she wasn't hugely important to the plot. I feel like Emma Frost could be dropped. I mean, she wasn't From in
2: the it... movies, right? So it's, I mean, in the original trilogy. So it's its not like we need to have her around that we can't just say, oh, she died. I don't know right. how she oh, died. She She's lost. made of diamonds, but she... oh yeah, she just got lost.
0: She, she was just walking and just kept going forever. <laughs> we don't need her. If you've read the comic books, you might also have a few problems with, um, with Emma Frost, just because you hate her for being a jerk.
1: So... <laughs> well, every time she appears, she has another power. It's That's like, oh, now because, she's a psychic. Oh, now Phoenix she...
0: got involved and then there was some oh, minor God. brain issues Jesus. with everybody. That's fine. I, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't – I just think this article is kind of cute because they just seem to have just not told her yeah. about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe no one's told her it's because she wasn't awesome in the first movie. It's fine.
1: I'm, t- I'm trying to think of times this has happened where somebody just got recast and they never mentioned it to them. I feel like it's happened a time or two before – where someone just isn't invited back to the sequel. Katie Holmes, she knew, I think, before they made the announcement <laughs> yeah. about Maggie Gyllenhaal. But well, she declined it so she could do Mad Money. I think that was, yeah.
2: So that she could be Sometimes in a movie with Queen choices. Latifah and Diane King.
1: Because... <laughs> because I could, reasons, True, I fine. could be
2: Batman. I could be in Batman again, but...
1: <laughs> well, th- I think there were other reasons that Katie Holmes declined Dark Knight. I, I I don't know. So she she told Collider, I don't know if I'm in it. I don't think Emma's in this one. Well, they haven't told him if I am. Prenz laughs. <laughs>, laughs. I wouldn't put it past them, though. I got the script for the first one on the airplane on the way there. So she definitely makes a good point. They are probably yeah. still writing it. They seem to make these first class films in about eight months.
2: She got the script on the way there. That means she knew she was in it. It's not like she's gonna be flying around in a plane. Is that what she expects? Like Do you
0: know what she does in her free time? Apparently she just flies around men.
2: flies to London and back, hoping that scripts will appear in her hand, that she'll eventually <laughs> just be in a movie.
1: I, I I would think they would have told her by now if she were gonna be in it, but y you, you never know. Things things change. It it is weird that it's coming out July of next year, and it doesn't appear that that everything is nailed down, they could at least give her a phone call after the story comes out. Let her know, Jan. Don't don't worry about it. Go ahead and 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 be in something else. I don't want to say ruin something else, but ruin, <laughs> ruin something else. Well, Please. you know,
0: there's a huge line of people waiting to get a hold of her for all sorts. Of oh, things. I'm sure. All sorts of things.
1: Um, Matthew Vaughn joke.
0: <clears throat> oh, it was hilarious.
1: Anyway, um, mo- okay, so Emma Frost, <laughs> we are still excited about Days of Future Past, right? That's something. Still yes. Excited. Yes. I like everything because about... s- I saw
2: first class already.
1: Oh, dude! He... Oh, <laughs> Drew, I'm go sorry. go rent. I know. Wait, I almost
2: the... did it today. Almost was just like I'm gonna go get first Wait, class
0: just so that
1: seen it? he true? hasn't seen it. We found this out a couple weeks ago.
0: I have already forgotten because Drew and I aren't friends anymore. Well, Drew, I'm confused. Go,
1: go get and it. And might Hulu. even be on Netflix. Go, it's go not. check. I looked. <sighs> okay. Specifically well, for the it. iTunes, go
0: buy it <laughs> on Blu ray.
1: You know, I bought Dread 3D today. I have not seen Dread 3D, it was $30, <laughs> but enough people told me I should see it that I bought it. So, Drew, man up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, all right. So, the next story we have is an interesting one. This is more, <laughs> Captain's very disappointed.
0: I'm just confused. I thought this was a, co- a podcast for nerds, and apparently we've cast a not nerd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> next week, Drews do will be played by January Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, Catherine put put on the rundown. I believe he did. Um, I, I did. I did. This is an interesting story out of China. Why, why don't you tell me what the Chinese are doing these days?
0: <laughs> well, the the. The title of the article alone was enough. If I hadn't read the article, I probably would have still put it (laughs) on the rundown. Because it's just called, Dad Hires In-Game Assassins to Discourage Son's Gaming Habit. (laughs) Already, I'm intrigued. This is a movie I would pay to see in theaters. (laughs) I don't know. How much is there to explain? His son was having a problem where he was ridiculously addicted to video games. So he hired in game, they're calling them hitmen and assassins, to the words the article uses are annihilate his son's avatar over and over again in an <laughs> attempt to deter him from playing.
1: Every time he'd log in. What is the term? You guys played wow, I think. Griefing.
0: Camping? When you'd camp by the response sites well, and But just there's a there's people? a specific
1: term for when you get is it like ganking or something? Where mm-hmm, you just immediately get wiped them. out every moment you enter the game. Is this why I stopped playing PvP wow. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, basically, this is what happened. The son would log in, and these high-level players that he knew were just descending on him and killing him immediately <laughs> every time.
0: This dad needs a medal. Like, I just think this I, is the funniest. I, I, love I
2: love it. I love I, it. I also I love that it doesn't even mention what game it is. So, it's just know. left to your imagination.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, unless it's some Chinese game that we've not heard of, it feels like it's just wow, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, I I, I mean, I love the, the end of the story is that he went to his father and said, you know, I, I know that you're doing this and maybe I do actually need to go find a job now. <laughs> That's adorable. That's like the Lifetime Movie Network version of this and it's real life.
0: Lifetime's probably making a movie of this already and I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll get cable. Just to it's watch called...
2: It'll be called I Hired an Assassin to Kill My Son. <laughs> Subtitle, Z-Avatar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Well, and I have... The film.
2: I have friends who would jump all over this opportunity. I, I think that... I'm, I'm sure that there are websites where you can do this. We just don't know about it. Where you can hire somebody to just grief somebody in World of Warcraft. But I have yeah. friends who, who live on this. I have a friend... Who uh, he's one of my best friends. Went to college with him. He lives here in town, and I only ever play video games with him. Uh, even though he lives in town, which is weird, but he won't play games unless he can grief people. Like <laughs> oh, I bought man. I bought Halo Four. He's like, let me know when you get Halo Four, and we finally bought Halo Four, and we played it a couple weekends ago. It mm-hmm. took like five hours. It was really disappointing. That's not important right now, but the The issue is that we were just like, okay, Ken, come on, and so we we had three people, and he was going to be our fourth, and he came in. He said, "Oh, you're playing campaign," and then he left. Which really? because he can't, wow. he can't, he can't make people's lives miserable in single player. I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: and he does it in That's Minecraft
2: terrible. too. He'll find ways to grief people in Minecraft.
0: Minecraft is a game for. Gamers who are so antisocial they can't even make friends in the right. games. <laughs> people who want to just go and farm and build by themselves. I well, mean, I'm down with that idea.
2: I mean, so it's why got to
0: be rude to people in Minecraft. That's well, we've
2: got multiplayer servers. and We got people building factories and all these, you know, impressive works of art. And then he'll work his way up to. I mentioned this last week. Building, uh, we play a, a a modification that allows you to build like nukes and machinery and stuff oh yes yes so he'll level up enough to be able to build nukes and then just stockpile nuclear weapons <laughs> and then and then he'll just grief people with them he won't kill them or hurt anything of them but he'll just make things difficult for them like they'll be oh they'll, they're digging in that mountain and then he'll just wipe
1: out that mountain he'll be like i'm Is sorry therapy? wow <laughs> i'm just that's I mean, I I know of people who are like this, people in StarCraft, StarCraft 2, when I was playing it, who would, they'd get really good and get up to the highest level, and then they would just lose until they'd be all the way at the bottom so they could play (laughs) newbies, so they could just win every time, and then they'd have to lose a bunch of matches to drop back down. Yes. And and they'd have to um, change the game, and they're trying to figure out how to change things so people couldn't do this because it was such a problem, and I don't understand... Don't you want to be playing against people who are about as good as you so you can prove you're better than them? I, I don't know why. It'd be like if an elephant was running around just, like, stomping on, like, the baby elephants. Like, that's not that much fun, is it?
0: I, I was just going to say, maybe I'm really naive, but I don't find destroying people who are terrible at a game. Yeah. Fun?
2: Yeah. And see, I'm terrible at all video games, so <laughs> I don't see that at all because I'm always the person getting
1: stomped. <laughs> In
2: fact, whenever I'm playing a game with my friend who griefs everyone, he deliberately doesn't grief me.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
2: He uses me as like a human shield. (laughs) You can't attack me. I'm griefing you, but you can't grief me
1: because you get Drew. And Drew will be sad.
0: It's another touching story brought to you by video games.
1: (laughs) I'm sure Lifetime Movie Network will be in touch with us to sell this charming story of romance (laughs) around the computer table. Okay, so next on the rundown, as we breeze through news, we we have a, a, a story about Jobs. Now, Jobs is the upcoming independent Ashton Kutcher biopic of Steve Jobs. And, okay, so I want to get this out of the way real quick. They've been spelling it with a lowercase j and uppercase OBS that appears as of, literally, like as of recording time now that they've reversed it. Really? That when they yes, because there's an article we have from The Verge, where they've actually shown this film. I believe it's been shown at Sundance now.
2: Just just uh, I think earlier today.
1: Right, earlier today, and it appears to have just been called Jobs with a capital J, lowercase O B S. It's just fine. Yes, let's all. (laughs) Good job, guys. This happened too. Small
0: favors. (laughs) Small favors.
1: This happened too with the the Steve Jobs biography from william isaacson where it had this horrible name like i jobs the book of steve or something Mm -hmm. it's the worst thing and and then well i i don't know now i'm now i'm looking at the article again i'm so one article will have capital j one article will have a lowercase j i think they fixed it but anyway so that aside are you guys excited to see this film
0: i'm confused to be honest because i'm looking at this picture of ashton kutcher (sighs) as steve jobs and it is spot on so perfect and it's it, terrifying
2: i've been telling people since they since they've really been ramping it up this last week or so like i was uh if they show the pictures with with kutcher in one screen and jobs in the other i have to read the subtitles like i have to read the <laughs> captions i mean if they graded you know the pictures yeah. older it would be—it's terrifying. When they first announced it, I was like, yeah, "It's perfect." I was like, "Kuchar is what?" Well, he looks just like him. I'm like, "What?" And then they showed a picture. I'm like, "Oh, oh, that's terrifying."
1: Kuchar, he, he put a picture up on Twitter last night or the day before, where like, it's a split picture, and half of the half of the face is him, half the face is Jobs. I really can only tell which one is him because I know that original picture so well. Right. But it looks like it's just a perfect. So, well,
0: my favorite thing yeah. is that the picture that they use for all the promo pictures is based on a one of the old promotional shots yeah. of Jobs for Apple. So when I first saw this picture, it was like some sort of horrifying flashback <laughs> time travel incident that I wasn't aware of. But I've seen... I have actually seen bits of the movie. Mm, oh, yeah? I have. Um, my only concern is that sometimes in biopics like this, and what I've... I've only seen a small amount, so I can't actually... I can't say for sure this is how it's going to go, but I feel like it's a little bit Ashton Kutcher playing someone, playing Steve Jobs. Yeah. Instead that's... of an honest sort of just being Steve Jobs. And that, that is my one concern thus far.
1: Yeah. it's That's, that's what I'm hearing. Um, th- There's, there's an article on the verge um, and I'm, I'm trying to remember who wrote, it. Oh, by Ross Miller owner Roscoe on Twitter where he, he says it's not a bad film but it's not quite as good as it could be. And I think part of it does sound like it's coming down to Kutcher's performance. It's not bad, but he's not, he's no Daniel Day-Lewis, you know. (laughs) He's not really embodying Jobs as much as he looks like Jobs. He's not able to really draw you in. And
2: and the casting seems weird. Like, uh, there's a lot of comedians, a lot of funny people i mean waz is being played by josh gadd from the uh, book of mormon right and who doesn't really look like waz no not really and and so it's like why did they pick him and like uh j and james that's not actually his name jk simmons <laughs> who played <laughs> j Jonah jameson my favorite part of those freaking spider man movies oh yeah um and he's playing a role it's like well he's really funny i mean are we are we trying to be funny i had to look it up a couple weeks ago i'm like oh no no it's a serious movie okay
0: well dramatic actors are definitely extremely capable yeah of um well no i'm sorry what i'm trying to say is comedic actors are definitely very capable of playing dramatic roles we've seen it done uh a lot of times actually like justin timberlake in the social network was actually really good Mm -hmm. which blew my mind at the time but i just i feel like instead of they're portraying it as a serious biopic and i feel like it might be more of a Ashton Kutcher pick of how someone would see jobs and then play jobs yeah
2: I'm really interested in seeing it though
1: I I really am I'm totally going to see it at
0: least five times but
1: (laughs) I I hope it's going to show at like you know independent theaters and people can go see it and enjoy it that it's not set up to be a, a big film because I mean we had Pirates of Silicon Valley which was a really fun TV movie and you go in it with low expectations it's great and I feel like you really should go into jobs with rather low expectations. Don't expect if there's there's still the Fincher Sorkin film that's coming that's gonna be a thing of some sort. I I don't even know.
0: <laughs> it will be such a thing though.
1: He's no, doing I, like five moments. Yeah. from Jobs' life, which what? I think what? sounds really really terrible. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> but it's it's Aaron Sorkin and jo- and David Fincher, so let's not complain too much. But this looks like much more of a straightforward. Let's mm-hmm. see the early days. Let's see the fun of being a hacker in the 70s. And that that sounds awesome to me.
2: Yeah. I I really like the clip that I saw with with him and Woz talking about a about a, the operating system. And he's just like, you know, it's Woz is like it's, you know, great you're building these computers for for freaks like us, but you know, nobody's going to want this and and Jobs just says, how does someone know what they want if they've never even seen it? And it's like that gave me shivers. I was like that even even though it was obviously Ashton Kutcher, I, I still, I could feel the passion that that Jobs had to have had in order to push and steal the ideas that he did. <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested in seeing the more dramatic scenes that I was reading about, you know, like him yelling at people and firing them. And then, you know, why are you still here? I fired you yeah. five seconds ago.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, th- there's the scene um, where he fires. Well, he he basically... Um, Kotke, is it David Kotke or Daniel Kotke? I get him mixed up with Jason Kotke, who's the noted blogger. Um, but he basically denies him stock options and says, you know, I could get anybody to do your job. And it's, you know, I've heard Kotke tell his side of the story and Jobs has not come across well in that. And it looks like he's not coming across well in this biopic either. So there, mm-hmm. it, it sounds really cool. And I, and I love that they're being able to do it now. Whereas Pirates was sort of in that weird between Apple's death and its resurgence this is made after we know jobs put apple on a great course now let's see what sort of man was he really i it's coming out april 19th so we can we can talk then it's not exactly oscar season april 19th but (laughs) might not be a bad time to slip in uh, a, a little independent film okay so so we have one more story on the rundown talking about julian assange and and uh, Catherine, if you'd like to take this one away, what are talking about I would absolutely
0: here? love to. Um, there is a film coming out about Julian Assange, and it is starring everyone's favorite British actor of the moment, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benny! Mm. Who, yes, we do love him. Who usually looks quite, um, quite handsome mm. in 99.99% of <laughs> his work, and... Um, as Julian Assange, I don't know if you've ever seen Julian Assange. We will, of course, provide pictures for you. Yes, he's absolutely terrifying to behold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Um, he is the head of WikiLeaks. And what's interesting about the story and why it's here on the rundown is Julian Assange's uh, response to this film and to Cumberbatch's portrayal of him, which was less than less than favorable. Hmm. Definitely less than favorable.
1: So Assange is is the creator, the CEO, the head honcho of WikiLeaks. Which has been embroiled in a bunch of...
0: Shenanigans. Controversy, <laughs> shall too, I say? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: we'll take controversy. Okay, so, so what did Assange have to say about this?
0: Um, well, the article that I'm looking at um, describes him as attacking the film, hmm. which I would say is not far from the truth. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has hit out at the makers of a new film about his organization calling director Bill Condon's The Fifth Estate a massive propaganda attack against the whistleblowing website and its staff. What Assange is saying is that this film is not portraying what they're trying to do accurately, and what it's trying to do is go against what WikiLeaks believes in.
1: Ah. ah. Well, it's based on... Drew I, Drew, I don't... You can feel free to jump in, uh, but I was going to say that... It's based on a book by the former weekly spokesperson, Daniel Domscheit-Berg, who apparently does not have great things to say oh. about Assange. So you kind of got to expect that it's going to be from his point. He's he's a character in the film. Got to kind of expect it's going to be from his point of view. Maybe someone else will make the movie where it's Tom Hanks playing Assange and he's this heroic, <laughs> this heroic character who's uh, yeah. trying to bring light to the darkness and blah, 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 whatever hackers say. I've just not oh, followed
2: any of this WikiLeaks oh, okay. very closely. I didn't know there was a book. It's all still recent to me, so it's it's weird it, that they're already making movies like
1: about happening. it. Yeah. I don't know how you make a movie about it because, yeah, as you, uh, yeah, go ahead, Catherine. Like, it's still not been – the ending hasn't been written yet. I was just
0: going to say, Assange is currently – um hiding right i won't say hiding we know where he is he's in the um ecuadorian embassy he has been granted <laughs> asylum and while he's busy saying this movie is attacking his belief Condon is busy saying we're just making a movie and we have no actual agenda uh, say in your life we're not attacking you it, the exact words were this film won't claim any long view authority on its subject or attempt any final judgment it's if just going to tell film, a story just a, yeah
1: now that the film isn't out, but it, it looks like Assange has a copy of the script, and I'm sure he's read the book, okay. <laughs> so he's he's very angry about this. The film itself is still being being made. It's not coming out till November.
0: It has a great cast.
1: It looks like it. I mean, I, Bill Condon, you may know as the director of Twilight. Um, he he also made Dreamgirls. He's he's. You didn't like Dream Girls,
0: Scott? I, I think Dream is awful in five hours too long.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, yeah. But, <laughs> he has a. But people do like Dream and some people do like Twilight. Twilight the film, let me say, the Twilight the film is better than Twilight the novel. Now, hold on. He, he directed
2: the last two.
1: Right. Oh, did he? The oh, Breaking I don't Dawns. Know
2: about those. Right. I
0: have to tell you, The Breaking Dawns uh, were my favorite of the Twilights that I've seen. Oh. I've, I have seen all of them. I was not sober for any of that. <laughs> but um, there was some great stuff happening with Michael Sheen in the last two. Films, oh, that, to that makes sense. my knowledge. The Michael Sheen yeah, doesn't stuff. It, though? Okay. Oh, beautiful, beautiful man. But I'm excited for this movie. I mean, yeah. Cumberbatch, Laura Lenny, Anthony Mackie, David Lewis, Peter Capaldi. There's nothing about that I don't enjoy.
1: Yeah. It'd be great to see Bandit Cumberbatch where he's not playing Sherlock or. Um, some unnamed person <laughs> from Star Trek canon. Yeah, or Smaug. I like how or popular Smaug.
2: he is, but we've really not seen him in anything. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about
0: England. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, those five minutes of War Horse he was in were my favorite five minutes of War Horse.
1: Well, Tink, Tinker Taylor, Soldier, Soldier Spy. Spy, he's he's in. He's very good in that, but he hasn't had too many like lead roles aside from Sherlock, where I would argue he's the lead, although. Um, Thanks Martin time. Freeman's very, very, very good in that mm-hmm. as well. Drew, you haven't you haven't seen any of Sherlock, have you? What?
2: No.
0: <laughs> I hate you. Do you know who Benedict Cumberbatch is? Do we need to review I've him? seen a
2: picture of him in that picture of that <laughs> article that you sent. No, I've oh, seen goodness. all of Sherlock. Thank you very
1: much. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Because well, we'll, it's we'll on Netflix. If... Oh, of <laughs> oh, course. If it's on oh, Netflix, right. Drew has seen it. Yes. Okay. How could I forget? So <laughs> this is coming out in November. We can talk about this when it comes out as well. I am excited about Benny really hitting the big the big stand. This may be his the year where he really I don't want to say comes out. Um, but he really makes it as a star because we'll see him really doing Smaug, he'll be John Harrison, he'll be in this. Um and the new season of Sherlock is
0: that's been delayed I think until uh, 2025. Oh God. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: well someday there'll be another season of Sherlock and we talk about it then. Okay. So we have now reached the portion of the episode where the ship has been taken over by sentient duplicates of the ship's crew. It's actually all three of us, as well as Chris Jones, Jenny Zell, Zombie Zenny is over there. Uh, Oh, God, it's Charlene. So um, as we're being strangled to death by duplicates of ourselves who are different in slight ways, Jenny, that's a a fantastic beard you have. (laughs) What We need to do something to get rid of these people, to get them off of our ship, uh, Drew, Drew, what do you have lined up to scare away the duplicates, the doppelgangers?
2: I think that they will be frightened away by 1600 pen. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you set un- that up badly. From television. <laughs> I like 1600 pin.
1: They'll, they'll be entertained by it in the mess hall.
2: Yes, and distracted. It's actually so...
0: a holodeck program run by go. Riker. Yes. Oh,
1: let's not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop.
2: Oh, the anger! Drew, Drew, keep Look talking. Keep okay, sixteen hundred pin is the new NBC show written and created by Josh Gad, who's playing Waz and was in uh in Book of Mormon musical. Um, it's the story of uh, it's it's a sequel to Independence Day, in that Bill Pullman is the president, <laughs> but he's not this badass pilot who gives grand speeches. Though every episode, I do end up yelling you know today we declare our independence day <laughs> but uh it it's a family comedy with with it hits some of the kind of the same family comedy tropes but it just happens to be the father's the president and so he goes to the joint chiefs of staff for parenting advice and he's got a good-for-nothing <laughs> son played by Josh Gad who uh who just moved back home from college uh, after being kicked out again and so he, it's mostly him running around being Stupid and causing problems, but uh, it's actually really sweet. Um, and I was really excited to see that uh, Rene
1: Abadjouane, Abou-
2: yes Odo. He he was in this. He was in this week's episode <laughs> as as protocol advisor to the president. And so he's like, you know, know, Yo, you must talk proper like this. And, <laughs> and then he shape shifted into a table for some reason. It was really weird. <laughs> sure.
1: All right, <laughs> nice. But I like it. Okay, okay. All right, so 1600 pen from Drew. Catherine, what what do you have in our staff meeting?
0: What I have brought to the staff meeting is probably my new favorite book. I'm not done yet, but I'm going to go ahead and call it my new favorite book. It's called The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. It's a really charming and maybe a little bit overly adorable love story, but it's set in the 1800s with dueling um, illusionists which is all I've ever wanted.
1: I- I'm told it's charming.
0: It's it's delightful and charming, actually, at the same time. <laughs> and also, if you go on the website, which will be linked in the, um, in the show notes, there's also a sort of choose-your-own-adventure story that Aaron Morgenstern has also written to kind of play along with the book, which has been only a few hours of my life. <laughs> so definitely, definitely comes highly recommended.
1: Nice. So that is Aaron Morgenstern's The Night Circus. Now, of course you both are completely wrong. You're you're being I mean eaten alive by duplicates of yourselves and and you're and you're you're saying these things. I I don't understand. Of course what's going to entertain our doppelgangers is Africa from BBC. Africa is the new nature documentary from producer David Attenborough, who you may know as brother of Richard Attenborough, who is star of Jurassic Park, which is one of the best films ever made. Africa's really, really good. I'm, we're four episodes in. It's four episodes of six. It's airing right now in England. So if you can somehow get it, uh, I would recommend it. Um, but it will be coming to the States as well. Uh, not too far away. It's some of the best nature photography I've ever seen. Um, and the way that David Attenborough tells stories is just excellent. His voice is comforting. Um, and they're they're educational, too. I mean... And it's not just like, oh, here's this bird. There it is flying over there. Gets in our heads. It, it, it may personify the animals a little bit too much at times, but that's what you want. I love these little scenes they've set up where there's one scene in the Congo episode where um, there's a chimpanzee who's breaking into a tree to get to the, the beehive inside where there's um, honey. He loves the honey. She loves the honey. And so we've got that, but there's also this young chimp that's watching and trying to learn. And we see her, you know, futzing with the tools and trying to figure out how to make it happen. She keeps dropping the stick. It's adorable.
0: It's the cutest thing. And there's also baby ostriches, which are just the cutest animals oh, on the planet. Baby.
1: So many babies. Oh. I, I, was, I was squeeing over some tadpoles earlier. I didn't actually know I cared about tadpoles that much. They precious tadpoles. <laughs> so that is BBC's Africa. All right, so I want to thank you guys for joining me for another week of the Observation Lounge. We've broken into double digits with last week's. This is episode 11. Roaring along, really enjoying doing the show with you guys. Uh, Drew, where can we find you around the internet? You can find me around the internet uh, on Twitter. I'm at 005.
2: And then uh, you can also find me at cinetropolis.net, where I will actually be expanding on my uh, thoughts on episode
1: 7. All right, Drew. And Catherine, where can we find you around the internet? You can find
0: me always, mostly always, on Twitter at Hawkeye Poet.
1: Okay. And I can, of course, be found here at Trek FM, also on The Ready Room, which is the weekly Star Trek show I do with Christopher Jones. Um, you can also find me at Twitter at Greg Harbin. That's G R E G H A R B I N. boy, I-N. So thank you guys for joining me for another week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Meeting
2: adjourned.